Hello and welcome to another episode of the Scouting Report Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Ramsey, and I'm here to bring you everything that you need to know about the Vanderbilt Commodores. Uh, This is obviously round two of Kentucky playing Vandy. Uh, They will play at Nashville this evening. I'm recording this early Wednesday morning. Um, And Kentucky actually headed down to Nashville a couple days ago to beat all of the incoming inclement weather. Uh, Seems like that was a really good decision in terms of being able to get this game in because pretty much every other SEC game has been postponed a day due to weather and travel concerns, different things like that. But since Kentucky had already made it down there to Nashville, they are going to be able to start on time tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Um, And they're actually going to stay in Tennessee, go straight to Knoxville uh, for Saturday's game. So the guys have a a little road trip here for about a week where they're going to be away from campus and get to you know, hang around the hotel room with each other and, and, and all that good stuff. So uh, they are going straight from Nashville to Knoxville for for Saturday's game. Um, but again, tonight's game tips off at 7 o'clock at Vanderbilt. The game is going to be on SEC Network. Uh, so make sure to tune in to the Cats versus the Commodores this evening. We have already broken down Vanderbilt this year here on the Scouting Report podcast. Uh, so we're not going to go as in-depth into what Vandy is doing, but we do still want to touch on it a little bit because it has been a while since we last played uh, Coach Jerry Stackhouse's team. Uh, First game was back in the beginning of January. It was January 5th. Uh, Kentucky won their second straight SEC game, uh, 77-74. If you all remember, uh, Davion Mintz um, hit a late three in the corner um, to, to give Kentucky a lead. Kentucky had to come roaring back. They were around seven at halftime, but outscored the Commodores by 10 in the second half. Uh, Vandy came out hot from the three-point line, um, hitting eight threes in the first half. Uh, Kentucky held them at for, to two of 10 shooting in the second half from deep um, as they started their comeback. Um, this was a breakout game for Olivier Saar. He had 24 points and seven rebounds. He was 14 of 17 from the foul line. Um, Dante Allen. Hit two threes after his big performance against Mississippi State in the game before, and he had 14 off the bench. Um, Davion Mintz and Devin Askew each contributed 11 as well. One thing to look at, um, B.J. Boston only scored six points in that game. Uh, obviously, we did not have Keon Brooks at that point either. So we do have a couple of reasons to believe that we'll play even better uh, this time around, but we will obviously see how that goes when the ball gets tipped off this evening, uh, Vanderbilt comes in uh, off of a win at Mississippi State. They really dominated this game. I watched it on film last night, um, but they won 72-51. to 51. It was never really all that close. They had a commanding lead at halftime and never looked back from there. Um, so they are 6-10 and 10 overall this season. They, were, they are 2-8 and eight in the conference, so they are still last place in the conference despite coming off of their win against Mississippi State. Um, they are doing a lot of the same things as they were before. They're still running a lot of four round one or five out type of motion. Uh, they come out and will set a, set a ball screen with their, whoever they have at the five at the time. And sometimes he'll just kind of pick and pop and stay out there. Um, the main difference really at this point is that they are playing now, um, fifth year senior forward, um, Clavon Brown, 
He's 6'8", 232 pounds. Um, not, not necessarily a three-point shooter, but he is one for 10. Um, so far this season, a lot of that has came of late. Um, so he is willing to shoot threes, um, but it's not necessarily what, what he does as much. Um, he's going to look to score the ball around the basket with his right hand over his left shoulder. Um, he's strong around the hoop. They will throw it to him in the post some, so you just have to be ready for him as a new guy that's in there. Um, but overall, you know, it's still the Scottie Pippen Jr. show. Guy's averaging 20.3 points, um, over five assists per game as well. Um, definitely one of the best point guards in the SEC. Still, he's shooting 39% from three, so t- continuing to be a real threat from from deep. Um, Dylan Disu, um, 13.9 points, 8.4 rebounds as a sophomore forward. He's a pick-and-pop guy. He can really shoot it from the perimeter, so we have to do a good job of taking away his threes, um, but also can score around the basket as well. Um, and then a lot of other guys that can come in there and, and get hot from deep. Vanderbilt shooting 35.3% from three, and they shoot a ton of them. Um, so Kentucky, more so than last time, is going to have to be ready to take these guys away from three. Like I said, they Vanderbilt was eight for 17 in the first half at Rep Arena a couple of months ago, or uh, about a month and a half ago. So we we have to do a better job of that tonight. We cannot let these guys, especially at home, get hot from three. They're coming off a game where they hit 13. They're going to Mississippi State. Um, if we allow them to hit 13 tonight, it's going to be hard to win because uh, you know this isn't the most talented team in the world, but I still think they have more talent than they have in years past, at least top to bottom. Um, their entire rotation is full of, in my opinion, real SEC players. They're just not ready to, to win at a high level yet, but um, they run some good stuff offensively uh, that – they have better personnel. They have an all-conference guy in Scottie Pippen Jr. that can um, that can beat you on any given night. And with the way they shoot it from three, they can be dangerous because if they have a night where they're hitting 13 of them, well, they're gonna you know they're gonna score in the 70s and 80s and have a real chance to beat you. So Kentucky definitely needs to come out with a little bit more focus in terms of taking away the three-point shot. And as always, um, I'll have some film breakdowns on Twitter throughout the day. So make sure to follow me at bramzyksr. Um, also, the full scouting report with videos and um, just kind of a breakdown of that will be on KentuckySportsRadio.com this afternoon as well. So be sure to check in there for some visualization of any different things they're doing offensively. Um, and, and then just to, to reiterate their three-point shooting and some things that we saw from Vanderbilt in our in our first game with them back in January. Um, so just to run through their starting lineup here really quick. Obviously, a point guard, like I said, is Scottie Pippen Jr. He is number two, averaging 20.3 points, over five assists per game. One of the leading assist guys and leading scorers in the conference. This guy has a real chance um, to be an all-SEC performer. He might not make the first team just because of the struggles of the team, but certainly he's going to be there on the second team this year. He's really improved his efficiency from from the past, 45% from the field, 39% from three with a, on a lot of attempts, 80% from the foul line. So this guy is not only really talented and dangerous from deep, but he is efficient as well. We have to do a good job of breaking his rhythm when he has the ball. He can shoot him from deep. He'll shoot him a lot off the dribble, and we just have to really do a good job of taking away his threes. Obviously, he's a great playmaker as well, but we can't let him get hot from deep. So we need to go over all the ball screens, be ready to switch, um, a lot of the ball screens as well. It's it's harder to switch than it is on to uh, Sharif Cooper because with Sharif Cooper, you can just scoot back and dare him to shoot threes. So when our big guys switch on to Pippen, 
you're going to have to try to take away the three while also moving your feet, playing without fouling, and staying between him and the basket. We can bring some help, especially when we do switch. We bring some help, try to make him give it up, make some other guys make shots and beat us. But um, we, we really want to try to keep a guy on a guy against Vanderbilt as much as possible because of how dangerous they are from three um, with, with guys that can shoot it. And then we have number three, Maxwell Evans. Uh, he is a lefty, uh, 6'2", 190-pound senior guard. Um, Evans is averaging 8.4 points and 4.4 rebounds per game. Uh, he's not an electric, or sorry, uh, number three, Maxwell Evans is averaging 7.4 points, 2.8 rebounds per game. I was looking at the wrong guy there. Um, Evans is a shooter. Uh, 38.6% from three, 57 of 89 shots have been threes. Really wants to catch and shoot. Uh, so make sure we're out there. You're staying tight to him. Do not help off of number three, Evans, um, nearly as much, if at all. You got to close out all the way into his body to take away the threes. It's no catch and shoot threes for him. It's what he wants to do. Uh, once you do take away the three, he will want to drive it left. Um, number three, Maxwell Evans is a lefty and an outside shooter. Um, then number four, Jordan Wright. That's who I started to talk about just a second ago. Uh, 6'6", 226-pound sophomore wing. Um, he's a bigger, stronger guy, 8.4 points, 4.4 rebounds. A little bit more of a driver than he is a shooter, only 11 of 21 from three, just so doesn't shoot a ton, but obviously makes a high percentage, 11 of 21 from three. So you at least need to be there ready to give a hard contest, uh, but then bouncing back and really guarding against the drive. He would rather drive it than shoot it. Number 15, Clevon Brown. This is the new guy that has entered into the lineup from the last time that we played them. He is 6'8", 232 pounds. He's a fifth-year senior forward. Um, right now, he is averaging 3.1 points and 2.5 rebounds per game, but he has been entered into the starting lineup um, here of late, so he is playing a lot more minutes. Played 31 minutes against Mississippi State. Scored 15 points on 6-7 shooting. This guy's really efficient around the basket. Right hand, left shoulder. When he catches it in the post, he'll ball screen and roll. He will pop some as well. Like I mentioned at the top, he is one for 10 from three, so he is pretty willing to shoot them again. This guy's only played in 10 games this year, uh, so he is a willing shooter, playing a lot more of late, um, but more of a right-hand driver, more of a guy that's going to look to score it around the basket. need to keep him off the offensive glass. Um, and then last but not least, Dylan Disu, um 13.9 points, 8.4 rebounds. He's the leading rebounder in the SEC uh, shooting 50% from the field, 37.3 from deep, 22 of 59 from three. We got to do a great job of taking away him on pick and pop opportunities. We got to do a great job of staying tight to him and tightening up as the ball comes towards us. Uh, when he's on the perimeter, you cannot let this guy get going from three. I know it seems a little different because he's 6'9 um, and 220 pounds. He looks like a post player and he'll play like one at sometimes too, but he's a really, really good shooter. You got to take him away from three. When he ball screens with Scottie Pippen, I know it's hard, but we really got to think about switching those to keep a guy on a guy. Again, we cannot let Diladisu get going on the pick and pop three. So that's a quick rundown of some of their personnel. They do bring two freshmen off the bench as guys that can really fill it up. Um, they're not playing as much of late. I really don't know why, but number 12, Trey Thomas, a guard, and then number 10, Miles Stute, um, a pick and pop four man. Um, both of those guys are excellent shooters. Pretty much all they do is catch and shoot from three. Um, Stute really hurt us in the first game, knocking in, I think, three threes in the first half against us. Uh, so when those guys are in there, they are talented and dangerous. They're part of why I think co the Commodores are much more deep 
this year because uh, those guys are really talented players as freshmen. Um, and then also uh, Quentin Melora Brown, number 42, is a uh, backup forward. He's a junior. He's playing a little bit more of late as well. Um, so that is their rotation for the most part. Uh, again, first and foremost, you got to take these guys away from three. They got 30 of them up against Mississippi State, made 13 of them. We cannot let them come out, again, especially at home at their place. Can't let them make eight threes in the first half like they did um, at Rupp Arena back in January. And they hit 10 in the first half against Mississippi State. So this is a team that's going to try to really set that tone early. Um, they don't play super fast like a lot of the teams that, that, that shoot a bunch of threes, but they are up there uh, in terms of three-pointers made and three-pointers attempted per game in the country. Their three-point rate is really, really high. Uh, it's a it's it's what they do offensively is is try to get going from three. That's why they're that's why they're dangerous, but also why they're two of eight. You know, they kind of live by the three and die by the three. And unfortunately for them, they're still just not talented enough to to be consistently really, really good from three. But I say that and at the same time, they're, th- they're shooting over 35%. Uh, so obviously they they can knock them in at a, at a high percentage, um, but just not what we want to allow them to do this evening. Um, Kentucky on the offensive end, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about them here to wrap things up, just uh, since we have already talked about Vandy this year and everybody's seen him play once. But in the last six games, Kentucky's offense has just unquestionably been a lot better. They've, they've averaged 74 points per game over the last six, five times. They've broken that 70-point threshold, and three times they've even gone over 80, which is great. If, if we can do that consistently to close out the year here, we're going to we're, we're going to find some success and win some games. Now, I don't know if that means an extended run to finish the regular season. I don't know if that means winning the conference tournament. You know, all, all of that's going to have to play out game to game. But I do know that in the grand scheme of things, we're going to win more games consistently playing in the 70s and sometimes even getting into eight, the 80s. Now, that's 74 points per game over the last six games compared to 67 points per game in the first 13. So just do the math. We have a lot better chance to win playing like that. Free throw shooting has improved. Last six games, 74.2% from the free throw line versus 69.6% prior to that. Um, Three-point shooting, 51 made threes in the last six games compared to to only 61 in the first 13. So we've almost eclipsed, we're getting close to eclipsing our total from the beginning of the season just in these last six games. Um, That equates to a 40.2% mark from beyond the arc, which is obviously excellent. That would be one of the best uh, performances in the country. And we were just 28.4% from deep before that. So, you know, we've, we've really, really gotten hot, including 25 of 50 just in the last two games alone. So uh, Kentucky's offense has really, really improved. And I said it on Twitter already, I believe. But I think that tonight's game is, you know, at, when you're 6-13, and 13, I guess every game is probably, I mean, you can argue either none of them are important or that all of them are the biggest game that you play. But I, I think that for the psyche of the team and – to find success down the road here and to potentially put yourself in a position to make a run in the SEC tournament, Kentucky has to win tonight. When you're playing the cellar dweller like Vandy, a team that you're definitely better than, you already beat once. Uh, when, when you're starting to build a little bit of a momentum, now I know we've only won two of the last four games. We just snapped a four-game winning streak with our with our win against Auburn, and unfortunately we had the same deal happen. You know, We still had a second-half collapse where we allowed a big run late in the second half, completely gave up a 14-point lead to allow Auburn to tie it with under a minute. We just happened to win this one. 
you know, tonight it would be awesome if we could see just a clean second half where we win the game without this extended scoring drought or without giving up a huge run um, to Vanderbilt, uh, just so we don't have that here-we-go-again feeling. But most importantly, we just need to win. We have to be able to keep that positive momentum going. And again, yes, I, I know winning one game and even winning two games, if we win tonight, that's that's hardly a trend. That's not necessarily a winning streak. But, you know, Kentucky's had so many struggles that you can you, you have to take some of the good that's come over these last four games with the offense and the improvements we've made, scoring the ball, the efficiency, all of that has really improved. And we need to keep the good kind of the good times rolling, the good feelings rolling, and, and be able to find some success in the win column tonight. And I, I think that can start to snowball then going in with a big chance in Knoxville on Saturday to knock off the balls. Uh, but you have to earn that opportunity by winning tonight at Vanderbilt, and hopefully the Cats can do it. Um, so we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here. I know it was a little bit shorter today. I did, excuse me, uh, uh, throughout the day on Twitter. Um, so please check that out. Uh, and you can follow me there at KSR. So please give me a follow there and make sure to tune in to all the video breakdowns I'll be doing, player personnel stuff, different things to get you ready for the Vanderbilt game. Also, uh, we will have uh, the full scouting report up on KentuckySportsRadio.com sometime early this afternoon, uh, so you can give that a look as well. Um, And I will probably jump on the locker room app after the game for some post-game reactions, Um, so you can find me there at BRamsey underscore KSR, Um, and we will do a little bit of a live react to what is hopefully a win. Um, Again, the game's at 7 o'clock. Eastern Time at Vanderbilt um, on SEC Network. So tune in, cheer on the cats, and hopefully we will get another win. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, You can download the podcast. Please subscribe if you have not already, and leave a five-star review. Thank you very much, and go cats.